Go ahead and give him another praise. Yes. This is a great crowd tonight. Thank you for being here and giving God glory and honor and praise. I need to make an announcement to the body. Uh, Dwayne Kassinger, we just got word about 30 minutes ago, his sister has passed. So we as a body, his family, we need to be sure we remember the Kassingers in our prayers and reach out to that family this week. Tonight, we're going to get right into the Word. And uh, the gentleman's going to be speaking tonight. It's probably his first time, I think, speaking on a Wednesday night, but it's not his first time speaking. He pastored for several years. But tonight, he's going to come and bring a word to you. Would you please welcome Brother Jim Levitt. team. I stood over here. Yes, amen. I stood over here Sunday morning, and uh, I was on security duty Sunday morning, but that I like that because I'm right up front, you know. And I'm telling you, the praise and worship Sunday morning was just outstanding. Amen. I, I just thought we was going to explode. I thought something was going to blow up just any time. Because the presence of God was so strong. And if you wasn't here Sunday morning, you missed it. You missed something. And uh, so anyway, I come to speak to you tonight. The people from, uh, the girls from Christway is going gonna, gonna to remember some of this because um, it's, it's some of the same stuff I preached back in February to them. But I have changed it up. The focus of it is different tonight. And I just, um, you know, I've got a concern, and God's been dealing with me about this for a long time. And it, in fact, a couple of years ago, I was praying and reading the Bible, and, and it just, I've always thought that I would live to see the rapture of the church. Even when I was in my 20s and I was preaching, I thought that I would live to see the rapture of the church. And I still think that's true. I'm getting older, but I ain't done. Not yet. But God just really laid it on my heart that, that he's coming soon. This is not something that is fairy tale. This is not something that is, is, is just a prophetic vision or for something in the long way out there this is something that I believe is coming real soon and most folks that I talk to that have read the Bible do wrong okay okay anyway um, I believe that I believe that that's true so God laid it on my heart to I was reading in Psalms. I don't know. Okay. The psalmist David said, Search me, O God, and try me. See if there's any wickedness in me. And that's been my prayer ever since that day, two, two years ago. And I constantly 
I constantly, sometimes I think of things that I did back in the past, and, and I just confess them right then. Of course, I know I confessed them whenever I got saved, but you don't confess everything. You just confess your sins to God because you can't think of everything right then. But I don't want, I said that because I don't want anything to stand between me and Christ when I stand before him in judgment. Now, Dwight L. Moody made a statement one time, and he said, The Bible will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from the Bible. And that's true. Folks, if you're not reading your Bible regularly, there's something, there's something wrong. You need to read your Bible on a regular basis. And I don't care if you read it, to read it from, one, from cover to cover, I don't care what your practice is, what your, your method is, just read it. But one thing I want, to, I want to ask you to do, pray before you read it. Because the scripture says that, that they are spiritually discerned. And if you really want to understand what the scripture says, ask God. Because the Bible says God gives wisdom to all men liberally. And we get it from the Bible. Sin will keep you from the Bible or the Bible will keep you from sin. I'd rather the Bible keep me from sin. Okay? Unconfessed sin will always rise up to destroy the Christian. If you don't confess it, if you refuse to confess it, it's, uh, it's disobedience to God. And what got the Israelites in so much trouble all the time is when they disobeyed God. It wasn't so much that the sins that they committed, they were bad, yes, and God disapproved of them, but it was, they, they started living in disobedience. When you start living in sin and living in disobedience, then you're in you're big trouble with, with Christ. All right, in Romans chapter 6, Verse number 12 says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. A lot of what I'm going to be doing tonight is reading because I, I've, I think the scripture is most powerful and speaks a lot for itself. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God, for sin shall, have no, shall not have dominion over you. Ye are not under the law, but under grace. We're saved by faith, saved by grace. And... Uh, there's nothing that can interfere with that as long as we keep believing and keep, and keep walking in the faith of God. Roman, uh, and the 15th verse says, What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? Does God forbid? And one of my concerns is that I believe that a lot of the church world today and that may be some of you. I don't know. I'm not judging. 
But it seemed like we look at sin so cavalier today, so casual. And we have even preachers preach from the pulpit that, well, we're going to sin every day. And that may be true. But if we do, we better confess every day. Because Jesus may come tonight. Now, I don't think the Bible teaches that we have to sin every day. I don't believe that. I, I believe that we have someone to help us and go to. But I think if we believe that we have to sin every day and it's okay that we sin, and there's a lot of people that believe that it's okay. They've gotten so comfortable with, with the way they live they go to church on Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night. But they've got so comfortable with the way they live that they just don't see themselves the way that Christ sees them. Now, yes, we do have an advocate with the Father. But we also have an instruction from God. He wants us to be holy as He is holy. And that's a contradiction. If we strive to be holy, then we can't just sin when we want to. Uh, I believe that we should strive. The Apostle Paul says it's like a race. We strive. We strive for the goal. And my goal is to live a life that God will look at me. And when he judges me and says, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's my goal. You know I'm not much of a runner anymore. I can't run much. I could run maybe 10 yards and you'd have to pick me up probably. But So, okay, verse 16, Know ye not that whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey. Whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, but God be thanked that we were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you, being then made from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Glory, glory to God. I don't have to live in the past. I don't have to live in the sin that I once lived in. I don't have to live under the condemnation that I once lived in. Because Jesus, when Jesus looked at the thief on the cross that said, remember me when you enter your kingdom, he said, today you will be with me in paradise. Today you will be with me in paradise. Oh, God. Being then made free from sin, you've become the servants of righteousness. And that righteousness is in Christ Jesus. Praise the holy name of God. Romans 8. Let's move on. What shall, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Oh, I want you to get this. If you have ever had any doubt about the power of Christ, if you ever had any doubt about the power of your salvation, listen to this. 
Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, verse 36 says, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, no, it says, but in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We don't, I don't know if we fully understand what happened when Jesus died upon the cross. When he looked up to God and said, it is finished. Our salvation, our plan of salvation was finished. Thank you, Lord. Verse 38 says, and Paul, Paul was convinced of this. And he was convinced by his own experience. He said, verse 30, he says, for I am persuaded. Now, persuaded is a very powerful word. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's what we need to be looking at. That's what we need to be striving for because sin will bring you away from that. Sin will cause you doubt. Sin will cause you to drift away from God. Sin will cause you to, to begin to look at your church uh, service a little bit differently. Sin will begin to make you look at the Bible a little bit differently. And that's the devil's plan. The devil can only only affects you through deceit. The devil has no truth that he can deal with you. He can only deal with you through lies and deceit. And that's how he tricks you. He tricks people thinking, well, you're good, you're okay. I've talked to many people. In fact, I heard of, I've been praying for one family for over a year now. And I haven't, had the leadership to go talk to him myself. I'm a little scared to tell you the truth about it because I know the family. But anyway, <laughs> I talked to a man that went and spoke with him and he spent about 30 minutes with him. And they said, well, we don't drink like we used to. and We don't go to the bars like we used to. We don't do this, and we don't do that like we used to, and we think we're pretty good. But that's not going to get it, is it? We know that. But that's a step. That's a stepping stone. And I, uh, I encourage this man to go back and talk to him again, and I know that he will. He's a friend of mine, and I know that he will. And I expect that family to be saved. I expect that, and they were, they were, um, they were, well, they were pretty rough. Okay. Remember, sin is your enemy. Basically, it's the only enemy that you've got. Because everything that you can get into that takes you away from God is disobedience, disloyalty to God. Uh, anything that takes you away from God is sin. In fact, the Bible says, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it's sin. Hmm, that's hard. That's rough. 
David asked God to search him and see if there was any wickedness in him. And we can do that. We can do that. I do that. I have to. I'm compelled to because I don't want anything to stand between me and God. I just don't. I want, I want when I go to bed at night, I want God to, to, to see me as holy. Not that I'm any better than anybody else. No. Not that I have, have anything great going on in my life. No. But it's because I want to be obedient to Jesus Christ. I want to be obedient to his word. In my hardest days, in my hardest struggles, it was the word of God that I knew was faithful, that I knew was true. It was his word that got me through. It was his word that I remembered in my head, my mind, my heart. And, and every, every day God would bring something to my mind and had pressed it to my heart. And, and, and I, would, I would look up and say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, but I'm trying. I'm headed for you. I'm moving forward. Even though some days I didn't think I was moving forward. But by faith, by faith. In Psalms 139, verse 23, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. What a prayer. What a prayer. That's a prayer of submission. That's a prayer of submitting our will to God's will. That's a prayer of saying, God, here I want you to to search me and know me, help me. In Psalm 66, verse 18, it says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. That's rough. That's pretty strong stuff. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Verse 19, 19 says, But verily, God hath heard me, and he hath attended to the voice of my prayer. That's what we need to do, isn't it? We just need to confess the sin. Make sure that there's nothing, because we don't know. The rapture could happen before I get through speaking. Boy, whew, that'd be good. That's what we need to do. We can need to confess our sins. And one, Psalms 101 it says, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. Do you want to know how you keep from, you, you, you just put to flight the temptation of the devil? Well, don't set those things before your eyes. If you know you have a problem with something, don't, don't entertain it. You know, I, I don't want to harp on TV, and I'm not going to. But there's so much wickedness on TV now, I don't, I don't even watch it anymore. And I'm not, that, I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else that does because there's some good things on TV, but it's so much. Even the commercials now are just so, I just, I don't care for them. But anyway, regarding iniquity in your heart is if you, if you in my opinion, it's if you kind of let it stay there. If you regard it, if you think about it, and if you, if you uh, allow it 
to take root. So let's don't regard iniquity in our heart and let's not set a wicked thing before our eyes. It says, I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. That's the psalmist. He said, uh, and, and what, did, what did God say about Job? When Satan came and accused Job before God, he said, have you considered my servant Job? How that he eschews evil. Now, I don't know if I can describe that word eschews very not, but it's kind of like he shuns evil or he stays away from evil. He doesn't, he doesn't entertain evil. He doesn't regard it in his heart. Now, in 1 John, we're fixing to close. Just got a couple, about three more texts to read. 1 John, it says, my little children, these things, in 1 John chapter 2, if you're keeping track, verse 1 says, my little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. That's pretty clear. That's where God wants us. Now, Jesus died to forgive us of our sins. That's very true. But he said, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So don't count yourself out when you fail. Don't count yourself out and get all, all condemned on yourself because you do something that you, you find out that is wrong. Because that's where the devil wants you. I've, I've done things in my life and it took me a long time to get past them because the devil kept bringing them back to me. He kept accusing me. And that's what the devil is. He's an accuser. But John says, if we sin, if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father. We have someone that loves us so much he's willing to die for our sins. When you die, that we could be forgiven of our sins. Even those things that beset us. The Bible speaks of one place about a besetting sin. And I don't know if I know exactly what that is or not, but it's something I guess it, it's hard to get rid of. It keeps coming back to you. But Jesus even died to forgive us of, of those sins, all of them. And we can stand clean before God. We can. We can stand clean before God. You know, in a few moments, we're going, to have, we're going to have prayer. You know, the tabernacle of Moses had a holy place, a place of holiness where that people would come and they would pray. And uh, we have a holy place. We consider that up here at the front around the, around the podium. It's our holy place. That's where we come to reach God, where we come to, to seek God. In Psalms 116, I'm closing with these two. Psalms 116 says, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplication. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. As long as I've got breath in my body. I'm going to call upon the Lord. Boy, that's good advice. That's good advice. And I tell you what, some of my best times at home is when I'm calling on the Lord, when I'm reading His Word and something, something speaks to me and I, I worship the Lord. 
You know, the Bible says that the Lord inhabits the praise of his people. That's what we've seen here Sunday morning. I looked over there and seen those teenagers. Whew, man, they were worshiping. I looked around, everybody was worshiping. And that, that verse, that word came to me and said, I inhabit the praise of my people. Glory, glory to God. 119. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word? With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against God. Folks, that's why you need to read the Bible. If, if there's no other reason to read the Bible, that could be all you need. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might, sin, might not sin against God. If you would, stand and we're going to give you a time of, of prayer.